Fogarty? Yeah. Fogarty, yeah. We're on the council, gentlemen. The council. Hi, hey, council. now. <laughs> you know, they strike me. I think they're all alive. They strike me as a group that could have a comeback tour and be very successful. Who, Redbone? No, uh, Credence. Oh, God, no, they're not all alive. Uh, Tom's dead. Hell, they didn't talk for years. His brother. Didn't they try like that, Like I say, there's no chance for them to come back. Well, the, and they all hate each other. Well, I don't. they could overcome that. Pink I, Floyd's overcome it. What did I see then? I'm not, I'm not trying to be a smartass. What did I see before, like, a Twins game on the plaza? Credence Clearwater revisited. That's what it was. And it about, was, I believe it was the bass player and a bunch of other people, including Elliot Easton from the Cars, who's a killer guitar player. It was a while ago because I was just some dumb college kid because I remember going, oh, this is cool. I get to see CCR. Like, no, I don't uh, think this is CCR. Something? Can I, can I that, give you a little tip? If they're out on the plaza, you know, on the sidewalk. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't going to say that. It's Joe, probably but, not uh, the real group. You don't think that's a good. That's a good. I, well, I wasn't you know, I'm just some dumb hayseed from Mankato. Well, you got my, that right. They're, hey, look at they're on the my sidewalk. Girlfriend. Hey, hey, babe, want to go see the CCR concert? One of the biggest go... acts of the '70s, <laughs> and they're on the sidewalk outside a ballpark. I yeah. don't think so. You don't think that was them, huh? no. John Fogarty, a legend, basically still, and uh, I don't think he's on the sidewalk, Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they uh, they still don't talk to each other. The three you, that are you, left. Do you two really want to get angry about this? Not oh, really. really. Do you know what? Th- oh. no, keep in mind, this is this is the woman I eventually married, right? So she was my girlfriend at the time, and she said she didn't know what band it was. So you know how I had to tell her who? It, you know the uh, the part of the Big Lebowski where he's driving the car. Sure. So she was, oh, that band. I like that song. I don't she, know what you're talking she, about. She had no idea who CCR man. was. How old is she? She's 40. Oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to say this. Out She's in her 40s, though, huh? She 44. Doesn't know, doesn't know credence is. John, we'll play the game in the car. Well, I'll say, hey, guess what the band is? And she always says Led Zeppelin, if she has no idea who it is. All she my kids are that. very musically literate. Yeah, mine, not so much. Uh, the one that lives in my house, no, nope, not so much. My uh, kid Babe, who's extremely musical. I don't know, leader. Bon Jovi? My kid probably knows more about 70s bands than you do, Joe. <laughs> probably. I mean hey, that only no. in the basest way. <laughs> With all due respect. With all due respect, Joe. Well, I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> and that's when I'll just do this. You're so pretty. You're so pretty. She really likes what I do. I, yeah, see, my How wife. Uh, are you? We're on my, the council. Well, so what? My, my wife, the opposite. The first night I ever was in her apartment, she played Asia by Steely Dan and Al Green's Greatest Hits. And oh, I boy. I immediately went, okay. You didn't leave. Locked no, in. No, I, I didn't leave at that point. Oh, yeah. You were in. She's a, what was it, Bad Company? Isn't that her band? My wife? Yeah. Well, she likes bad company. Well, isn't that why she wanted to come to the show? Let's start early. I got it right. Nope. <laughs> um, Remember the concert we yeah, did in the she, suite? She, she came. Yes, yeah, she's a bad company hey, town fan. Council, yes. Town yeah. council members. Uh, I think we were talking about the Red Bull song, Red Bone song, Come and Get Your Life. Hey, now. Love, come get your love. Come and get your love. Hey, now. Hey, mm-hmm. now. Uh, an emailer sent me a great link to a video of a Christmas commercial featuring the Redbone song. Uh, I think it's a French 
commercial uh-huh. for a for a cell phone, <laughs> and you'll really love it. Just type in uh, Christmas ad with Redbone song, yeah. and it'll come up, and it's really, really well done. It's kind of a, you know what, Council? It's kind of a heart tugger. It really is. What was kind your line? Of, kind of almost gives you the lump. Almost get a lump. You almost get the lump. Hey, now. No, hey, now. <laughs> I'm getting a lump now. Hey, now. Well, you'll if love you, it. You'll if you'd like it. to look it up, it's La Noël Inobilere de Bruges de Telecom. Yeah, thanks, John. That's very helpful. Where's Rook to help with the French? La Noël? La Noël Inobilere Christmas ad with red bone yeah, song. That's all you, all you, it's all you need to see it. I don't recall it. I mean, why would it have been played in this country? Yeah, it probably wasn't. I bet. Yeah. I, I bet. believe it's French. I believe these people are speaking French. It's, it says it's made in Lithuania, but I think it's definitely French they're speaking, isn't it? Yeah, it mean, might be Lithuanian. Lithuania doesn't speak I hope French, Redbone got a taste is what I hope. Oh, I'm sure whoever wrote the song got a taste. Yeah. I think he may have died, though. I remember reading yesterday. The guy hey, that was a leader. Now I got to look again. See how you guys are. But it's funny that that song would come up, and of course, our audience is so vast that I was alerted to this wonderful Christmas ad featuring that song. By who? It, it also apparently, uh, as I looked at YouTube today, it was part of the movie Guardians of the Galaxy, which I've never seen, but apparently they played it in there for something heard of it oh there's three of them i'm not One, a, two, i don't three. you know Royce, he doesn't like movies with swords you know we need to stop I don't like space thank movies. you we need to stop with the goddamn superhero well, I don't like guardians of the galaxy is tonight you both have no idea what this movie is and you're, and you're venturing opinions on it which That's i find right. quite amusing never yeah because there hasn't before. been an overabundance <laughs> of marvel movies but it's hey, not <laughs> come watch ant-man fight uh you, tarzan whatever people are idiots i'm sorry I mean that with all due respect. <laughs> That's hey, going to be my saying all Captain day. Captain America is going to take on Ant-Man. Oh, don't screw around with Captain I America. I don't like these space movies. Right. Captain America was never in space. Neither was oh, Ant-Man. Hero. <laughs> hey, it's about six minutes since a new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy's come uh, out. You know what? The people that go to that on opening night are the people that would sit in line at a Chick-fil-A for six hours. Same people. No. I need superhero movies because my knuckles are dragging on the ground. The galaxy's not... Jesus. You know, why even bother? Why even bother? Well, you know, Marvel, DC... It isn't Marvel. No, they're not. Not They're all the same. I can't believe at the age you are, Joe, that you missed the whole Marvel thing in the 60s. I, that surprises me. Uh, he was in the banana suit. I was uh, I was working, John. Well, <laughs> great, Joe. Congratulations. Great Compelling and rich. <laughs> I know you're out there. Did Get you guys watch the... Uh, Somebody's out there. It's Rook. I... Does anybody here like space movies? We I are don't. on the council. <laughs> space movies... Well, now, space balls. You know, I got you there. We need, like, some more superhero. We need, like, Marvel. I hope they bring a whole new movie. What about DC? Ask them about DC. How about DC? Uh, DC? Fratelloni's Hardware well, and Garden Shorts. How about shorts. DC? Yeah. 
Buffeties. Tell Rook I got to show him something when he sits down. Hey, now. Who, Rook that or Kenny? Bad. Or Rook. Jesus, Joe. John. Huh? Rook. What? Hey, Rook, Rook hurry up. John's got to show you something before we start. Frown no, it's, it's no big deal. He doesn't, he doesn't have to hurry. Did you guys watch the debate last night? No. No, I didn't. I saw some highlights. You know, for the second time in as many games, I watched the last 10 minutes of a Timberwolves game. Wow. That's more than you've watched the last 10 years, that, I bet. That's more than since they got They're here. kind of fun to watch, I admit. But, but I don't trust the league. I think those guys play when they feel like it. <laughs> Johnny, what are you showing me? Well, I, uh, here, because of you. Yeah. Because of you. I listened to this yesterday. As soon as you said it, I said to myself, I have not listened to that in years and pulled it out. Um, why is the Michigan, everybody, do the Michigan rag frog on there? Well, because he kind of was his, his uh, what's the word, mascot or whatever. Because oh, okay. he, he kind of sang, you know, with that weird little thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, my honey. Hello, my darling. Oh, yeah. Hello, my ragtime girl. He sang that? No. <laughs> Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. But that was in the cartoon. That That's was in the, the cartoon. Yeah. That's what the frog Rattaloni. sings and dances. Do you remember the singing frog? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, right do. here, Joe. Don't you remember this cartoon? Right here. At this point in your life, I'd rather just have a talking frog. I don't. Uh... Hello, my baby. Hello. All right, I'm going to get my. I remember the frog. Johnny, Chris? that's awesome. What, Leon John? Redbone lives. Redbone gives you wings. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's a picture of Leon. Oh, Rook's gone. I guess he doesn't want to see a picture of Leon. Rook, I turned it down because it was a sauna when I walked in here this morning. Sauna. You know, it'd be really gorgeous out if it wasn't so freaking windy. It's uh, it's a beautiful day. Well, it's the wind's got to the wind's got to die. Joe. And you, uh, there's wind, but that's fine. My name's John Bansley. It's very it's nice John out today. Bansley. <laughs> All I got is this wind <laughs> and some sunlight. You know, oh. let's, let's break this down in all seriousness. Oh, oh okay. That poor bastard kind of had it figured out, didn't he? Who? John Bansley. He, you, you think he worried about the progressive takeover in nope. downtown Minneapolis? Do you think he worried about his property taxes you, going through the roof? Nope. No. All he gave a no. damn about was that 24-pack of Keystone Light. If you're going to be serious about it, I don't worry about any of those things you just said. Sorry. Well, true. Proper, I, I, I kind you of don't either. Well, at what Come on. point? At what point will you? When it uh, takes over Andover, how's that? I thought of which, something. Which will today. never happen. I thought of something today. Yes, sir. Despite all of the my objections to progressivism, uh-huh. uh, what is it that I'm being denied? I can still drive a car. I can go for a walk. I can. Maybe it's that progressivism costs too much. I, um, boy, we. Well, I don't want to get this serious, but I'm. Well, of let's the, get serious. Well, I'm of the opinion that considering what uh, all my parents' generation and what they had and what I have, it's amazing the difference yeah. how much better I have it than but, that generation did. But, but. But for now, right for now, you have all of that. Well, but it's not going anywhere. We're not, uh, you know. But I'm saying, John, right now, right now, the cost of just maintaining your lifestyle, right, it, it is what seventy five percent more than it was 
10 years ago? Is that a fair statement? On my end, I'm not noticing. Let's put it that way. Okay, but, and I'm not, this is not, I'm not ripping you. I'm just saying you don't really have a commute. Um, You guys are, for the most part, you're not, you know, yeah, Dill lives with you, but you don't really have child care costs. You know what I'm saying? There's child care costs. But but, but you get what (laughs) I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. You get what I'm saying. You're not, for instance, I'm just saying, like, look at me. I've got a 12 and an 8-year-old. Both of us commute. Vehicle pay. Like, I'm saying people cannot flip and afford this right now. They just can't. That's not what I was discussing. But you asked a question. What are you being denied of? People are having to make really tough decisions on, okay, I'm, am I going to buy groceries or are we going to save up for, you know, just saying, whatever. I don't think middle America is doing that, Chris. I, I would oh, agree Oh, I too. disagree completely with that. I, okay. Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Come on, I got to write. <laughs> what are you writing about? around and let's go. Are you writing about you gonna, Yeah, you're writing about me and Chris and Brooke. Yeah. Yanni? Frataloni's Hardware. Come on. Uh, <sighs> I'm going to go burn down that damn newspaper building that doesn't exist. Good. There's you no building. Tell me where it is. I'd like to see it before you get rid of it. Kick it off, Bruce. Fred Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1188, November 9th, 2023. 70 degrees on this day in 1999. And I had an asterisk on this date in my calendar from the Freshwater Society. I thought this was the last 70 of of a calendar year, of a year. It is not. Oh, More to come wow. on that on future days. And 12 degrees on this day on three occasions, 1933, 1945, and 2017. Hail. Hail the flashlight, <laughs> King. Hail. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Don't you ever, ever again, ever, look at me. Focus. Oh. Don't you ever tell me again I'm a creature of habit. Every bleeping show has to begin with your little <laughs> science experiment and whatever gotcha. the hell you're I drinking. Get some ice. It's got you. It's got, got, got the three lemonade. items, the glass, yep. a bottle, and then a... Uh, backup ice. Oh, gotta have the backup never ice. Never again. Ever. <laughs> You've lost your privileges. I'll, I'll let no. you say that about me, yes. Creature of habit for that. You but both you are. outweigh me by no, far. No, you can't say it I'm anymore. crossing off with the T. I need a pencil. Where's my post-it? <laughs> you know? Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. Joe, it's time for the dummies to stop believing and stop spouting the idea that the voters aren't paying attention and therefore elect the people who get elected. He must, he must think that all of us contend that the reason the people getting elected are getting elected is because the citizenry is not paying attention. I think he wishes to contest that. All right. Given the turnout of the elections, it's obvious that they aren't paying attention. Oh, it's obvious that if they aren't paying attention, they didn't even realize there was an election yesterday. On top of that... If an electorate votes to increase taxes, it's because they are paying attention 
and have been convinced by those who were in favor of increasing taxes that it was the right or needed thing. What the dummies have to realize, he keeps condemning you guys. I think he's lumping you in with us, bro. You think so? Yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> what the dummies have to realize is, is that the voters in this state are paying attention in all the things that are happening, from the wasted $18 billion surplus to the DSA to the anti-Semitism and everything in between, is what the voters want. This is the only state that didn't vote for Reagan. This is the only, this is the state that elected Jesse Ventura. And this is the state that did not demand return of our $18 billion surplus. You have become fond of saying in the last few days that the barbarians are inside the house. In the case of Minnesota, this is where the barbarians live. We are being led exactly where the barbarians want to go. Andrew in Annandale. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. It is interesting. Now, I would agree with him when he said, uh, if an electorate votes to increase taxes, it's because they are paying attention and have been convinced by those who were in favor of increasing taxes that it was the right or needed thing. That is evident in the vote in St. Paul to increase the one to increase the sales tax by one percent. If you look at the map in the St. Paul Pioneer Press, they had a map. Maybe it was the Pioneer. Maybe it was Tribune. I don't know. One of the papers had a map uh, showing the where voters voted to increase the sales tax. Okay. And there were just very few isolated small pockets where voters did not want to increase the property tax. And those pockets surprised me because they were uh, far eastern uh, perimeter of the city, for example. Okay. Uh, Mac Groveland, Highland, Kings Maplewood, Summit University, Cathedral Hill. Let's have a tax. And the answer was they have bought the idea, and I haven't, they have bought the idea uh, from their uh, the worthies that have been in office over the years, that this is needed to maintain the roads, and and apparently are willing or have been uh, unwilling to understand just what has happened to their property taxes. Their property taxes, my property taxes, really cannot be counted on to do the. Uh, the work of the city. I, I mean, obviously, they pay police and fire and uh, public services. Yes, they're and, supposed to do. Uh, but they were also, there was a day when I would imagine the property taxes covered a pothole here and there. We were convinced, or the electorate was convinced, by those telling them so, that unless we get this 1% increase in the sales tax, we'll continue to have bad infrastructure. So I heard... Voter after voter interviewed on television through yesterday that, well, this is going to help improve our roads and infrastructure. We must do it. Mm-hmm. So where does that leave me? Because I, I don't believe that. I believe that the money that should have been used to fix roads and infrastructure has long been squandered. It isn't Melvin Carter that's squandering it. He's just at a long line of squanderers. It's long been squandered. It's going up. Yeah. 
Don't you think it will be interesting, given what happened with the legislature this year? The next year, there are a bunch of Minnesota legislators are up for election. Mm -hmm. Won't it be interesting to see, because what he's writing about is it's what people want. Mm -hmm. And if people end up voting for a Democratic legislature next Mm -hmm. time around, Mm -hmm. that would seem to indicate to me that fella is right, which would be very weird to me. Right. Very uh, I was watching this morning on... I, I wish this would calm me down. Well, what I'm about I, I, to say is not going to, so I should not say. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I, I was watching Fox 9, and this is not an indictment on Fox 9, but they did a piece on the 1% sales tax increase in St. Paul. And I, I was trying to look up the gentleman's name, but I you might know it. They had the city of St. Paul's chief resiliency officer. That's, uh, what's his name? The bike rider. Yes, who's come up on the show. So I know, anyway, they had him on. Joe, it was almost as if he's been listening to our show. He might. And the answers he's been given, or that he was giving, are straight out of the boilerplate. He didn't really explain anything as to what they've accomplished Mm -hmm. and what this money's going to go towards. Well, uh, help me, Rook. Look it up. I'll do it right now. Thank you, Russ Stark. That's exactly who it was. And I thought, he didn't didn't tell me anything. In the last couple of years, Russ Stark has literally been unheard of. And he's the I saw city, him this morning. He's the city's chief resiliency officer. Okay, in fairness to Russ, he's not the only one who's no. been unheard of. No. So I'm back to where have property taxes gone? They've gone to expand the size of city government. <clears throat> and in the expansion of the city government, all of these programs have been established, none of which can the public expect to be held accountable? Oh, my God. None of which. Why isn't there in the uh, town paperwork, why doesn't it say 16% of property taxes go to roads? Well, you might 12%. be able to find that somewhere. I, yes, uh, Chris, in the back. <laughs> so when I Google This better be on point. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. When I Googled Russ... Because I was looking for maybe a salary or whatever, but but better than that, I found well, he's getting a hun. I, at least I found the other seventeen members of the mayor's staff. Seventeen, and their job titles. Yes, we've been through this. I know, but it just when you see it in front of you, you think, wait a minute, this one percent's not going to be enough two years from now. The one percent. I told people yesterday, you'll be lucky if this money gets used on infrastructure. How about the Intergovernmental Relations Associate? And who is that? That would be your buddy, Eric Peterson. Ah, Petey. <laughs> Plus, I don't know how recently this list you're looking at. Was this in. was last edited June 21st of 2023. And even since then, uh, what I've noticed is a lot of these people uh, slide in and out of different governmental slots. Well, Joel Melanie McMahon is going to be here to answer that. She, she is the executive project lead for redevelopment. I wish there was some redevelopment. <laughs> redevelopment of what? Of what? <laughs> oh, your city's a hoot, man. It's not funny. It is to And me. then yesterday we came upon the sad realization that... You know, could a 45-year-old 
white guy or black guy, white woman or black woman, whatever, hell, mongs, anything, with GL values, could they win an election? And let's say they did. Could they go in and eliminate about a third of the people who work for the city of St. Paul? Or would there be some sort of wow. uprising or lawsuits or whatever? Because I guarantee you, I'm not, I don't wish ill upon all of these people that Melvin's hired, for example. No, I wish them the no buck stops somewhere. I wish them no ill, but I would have no trouble getting rid of them in 30 seconds. What are they doing? Right. They're not doing anything. Russ is making 108. Yeah. And if you think they're doing something and you wish to defend it, wouldn't you at least want to have an accounting of what they're doing? Why don't you read some of the titles? Oh, Joe. Well, in fact, I found a Frederick Mello piece from back in February, and it lists the various salaries along with the titles. Deputy Mayor Jamie Tincher. I suppose you get to have a deputy mayor. Tinch. George Latimer did not. She's uh, bringing back 154k. I don't even care about the salaries. They're all outrageous for the fact that they don't do anything. Chief Innovation Officer Tariq Tomas. Okay, now what is he doing? He's making 160000 a year. Chief Innovation yeah. Officer. He's what innovating. Has he innovated? He's innovating. What has he innovated? <laughs> Have a public... It, and there's no pushback because there's no counter voice right. to demand a public accounting of this. Oh. What? No, no offense to this guy. But I want to know what you're doing. Well, I'll explain. Because Carlos Alberanos is the constituent services coordinator. He's never talked to me. Oh. Well, are you a constituent? Yes. Are you in need of services? Nope. Oh. Well, then he's your coordinator. All right. (laughs) Gosh. This is a fun game. What uh, is it? Press Secretary Kamal Baker. I'll give you a press secretary. Communications. Oh, there's no press left except for Mello. Right. And you, <laughs> once in a while, you show up on your uh, your Ecofund bike. Uh, Kamal, <laughs> oh, wait, I already said that. Emily Buss is the communications director. Are you going to give that? Need a communications director? You, you, you really don't need one if you also have a press director. All right. Yeah, how about why, the di- why both? How about hmm. the director of business engagement? That's Crystal. K-R-Y-S-T-L-E, Cruz-Williams. Oh. K-R-Y-S-T-L-E. You don't need that Crystal. E at the end. Uh, yeah, you need the E. Uh, office manager is Miriam DeMello. Hell, they're not even working there. Political director is John Grebner. Okay. Your AmeriCorps VISTA program manager. That's yep. Rachel Greenwald. All right. Chief innovation officer is Matt Larson. Chief, I thought you said it was Tariq somebody. Uh, I, this this must have been a, a replacement then because I think that... See, they, they slide in and out of other can't even slots. Keep, can't even get that out. money and then get out. Yeah. Your chief security officer is Mong Lee. Don't we have police? Chief of staff is Peter Leggett. Uh, I already mentioned the executive project lead for redevelopment. That's Melanie McMahon. Your mm-hmm. director of community initiatives. Ooh, that's a big okay, title. Okay, that's a big one. That's Noel Nix. What do they make? Oh, I'm. Good. It doesn't have the salary okay. in front okay, of me here. Okay, but what? What is? Is that? Is that a woman? Noel. I Noel, would assume is a, I, I, is a male. male. What? That, that's if he identifies as one. But I can't. Nobody in St. Paul would join me in saying, "Let's have a public accounting of this." No one cares. Right. Executive assistant 
Despite what <laughs> Andrew Manandale said, I'm going to tell you, nobody cares. I talked to a guy last night about 83, 84 years old, lifelong St. Paul guy, wonderful guy. This just goes off him like water off a duck's back. He didn't care. What do you re- We're in trouble. No, I'm almost to the end. Um, I, did I give the Intergovernmental Relations Associate? That's Eric Peterson. Executive Assistant and Scheduler is Joan Phillips. Your Chief Resiliency Officer, that's Russ. And your Deputy Director of Policy and Operations is Daniel Yang. Mm-hmm. And that rounds out your cabinet for the mayor's office. Fine. Good. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm crying in the wilderness for a public accounting of their achievements. There isn't any. And they have nobody to answer to. There's no one to answer to. The buck doesn't stop anywhere. There is no adult in the room to say, hold up, wait, wait a minute, minute. something so, ain't right. There's That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Meanwhile. Um, say, yesterday, we... Uh, I have time for this, don't I? Sure. Yeah, he's I do. looking at his watch already. Yeah, no, I have time. Yesterday, I I was saying uh, uh, during our discussion of Nadia Mohammed, it's M O H A M E D. Just to be uh, polite, uh, Reavers, look up that. Don't you have that uh, deal where you get the voice telling you the correct pronunciation? Oh, uh, of a yeah. Word? Give me a second. Can I leave up the mayor's staff, though? Because I like to get a good chuckle every once in a while. Open up a new window. What the hell? All right. Um, what are you doing? Voice to text. Nadia Mohammed. I think it's Mohammed, I bet. Or Mohammed. I don't know. And it's I don't know. 1M? 1M. M O H A M E D. She's the new mayor of St. Louis Park. Dang it, I did it backwards. I think that's still Mohammed. And yesterday, I was contending that uh, as a Somali and a Muslim uh, and a young woman, uh, that it was not plausible to me that she wouldn't be in the Ilhan Omar camp. Sorry, give me the spelling one more time. M-O-H-A-M-E-D. Mohammed. I don't know if you have to do that. I've been corrected on that by members of my staff at the airport. A lot of Mohammeds. Are there? Yeah. Is that Smith, basically? Yes. Got it. You know, if you don't do this quickly, I don't want to hear about it. I'm still having trouble with my computer, or I would be helping you. I'm getting it. Just give me a second. Never mind. It's right. okay. He I'm going to call her Mohammed. Nadia Mohammed. Mohammed. And I question, I said, I bet she's in the Ilhan Omar camp. And I was detecting some pushback from the staff. Okay. Uh, maybe it was just particularly John who said, well, me. we don't really know that. I, But I also said she did have a statement uh, condemning um, anti-Semitism. That was part of her campaign. Well, uh, uh, Howard Clarys did the work that you morons don't do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Howard. Thanks, Howard. You know, you really shouldn't be thanking. Yeah, should. I should. <laughs> the just following got... pronunciation is brought to you by pronouncenames.com. Spelling? Muhammad. 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 Howard looked it up. Ilhan Omar was endorsed by Nadia Muhammad in 2020 during Ilhan's run for Congress. 
That is a direct tie by endorsing Omar. She's agreeing with her. A bear in mind that at the time Omar was not backpedaling or soft-serving her anti-Israel and anti-Semitism under the guise of pleading for equality for Palestinians. She was serving it up hard and cold, saying that America was under the spell of Israel. The people of St. Louis Park have been duped. That's according to Howard. Her endorsement of Omar can be found on Omar's website when she ran for Congress, and he wonders if anyone in St. Louis Park can use the Google. And he sent me the link, and I have Omar's endorsers uh, in 2020. That certainly could, uh, that there's room in there for the fact okay. that Nadia uh, is, a, is a champion of Israel and is condemning Hamas. There's room in there for that to have developed. But in 2020, she was an endorser of uh, Ilhan Omar. Uh, and I have those. Uh, they're very interesting. I, I hadn't seen this before. Uh, Keith Ellison. Uh, these are elected officials who endorsed Ilhan's run for Congress. And wouldn't that have been her first run? Help me. How well, long she's she been, been reelected once, right? Well, John's going to check that out. Maybe it was in 2018 she ran the first time. Keith Ellison, Connie Bernatti, Jim Davney, Ray Den, Mike Freeberg, Aisha Gomez, Hodan Hassan, Mike Howard, Mary Kunesh Podine, Fu Lee, Jamie Long, Mohamed Noor, Patricia Torres Ray, Alondro Cano, Jeremiah Ellison, Andrea Jenkins, Andrew Johnson, Angela Conley, Irene. Fernando, Chris Meyer, Londell French. I recognize many of these names. Kale Severson, Nelson Inns, Jerem, Jenny Arneson, Josh Pauley, John Budzewicz, yep. Cedric Frazier, yep. Simon Troutman, Ben Whalen, Nadia Mohammed, and Mavity, uh, Representative Ayanna Presley, Representative Eleanor Holmes Norton, Representative Karen Bass. Representative Barbara Lee, and the endorsing organizations were Minnesota AFL-CIO, Stonewall DFL, Move On, 350 Action, United We Dream, Action Fund, Planned Parenthood, Peace Action, Working Families and Citizens United, Justice Democrats, National Nurses, Common Defense, Jewish Voices for Peace Action, Hmm. Uh, National Organization for Women, Democracy for America, DSA. Let's go. <laughs> NIAC, I think that's the National Iranian American Council, the Democratic Socialists of America, uh, Congressional Black Caucus, Education Minnesota, American Federation of Teachers, National Educators Association, SEIU, Minnesota 350, Teamsters, Sierra Club. Sierra Club. Yeah, I can see... Uh, Ilhan out in the woods. Uh, there you have it. Yes, uh, I want to tell you that. Uh, how are you? I'm good. How are I you, Joe? I put all this away. So yeah, Nadia, uh, at least uh, initially, was an endorser of Ilhan. Uh, Nadia is now the mayor of St. Louis Park, and I'm willing to believe that the residents of St. Louis Park know more than I do. Hmm. What if I approach loyal town council member? And Jordan Mayer about a uh, 
communication director slash chief security officer slash executive project lead for redevelopment. All those three roles, which occupy St. Paul, just one job. Think you'd go for it? Sure. Might approach that. Joe, it was Sunday night and my keypad on one garage stopped working and my other garage door chain was hanging lower than Biden's polling numbers. Hey, no. I sent Precision Garage Door a message at 8 p.m. Sunday night. At 1 o'clock Monday afternoon, Brian, Precision Garage Door technician, showed up at Prior Lake to fix my issues. He lubed and adjusted both garage door openers and tracks. He installed a new keypad to replace my non-responsive one. He installed new garage door gaskets on both doors. He let me know he completed the job and presented me the bill. I froze when I saw it. With my GarageLogic discount, the bill was under 400 bucks. I was expecting two times that amount. Brian reviewed what he had done and set up my favorite keypad code. I was completely satisfied with the quality of the work, the price, and Brian is a friendly professional. Oh, yeah, and he also blew the leaves out of both garages. All the prior stories you've read from listeners are absolutely true. Tim Groutman. That's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities, serving the metro in western Wisconsin. They are our sponsor for the town hall, for the town council council meeting next Wednesday night at Tattersall Brewery in River Falls. Uh, put the number of these people in your telephone closet. You need a garage door guy, and when you get Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities, you get the whole family, a GLer family, and they do it correctly. Call Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities at 612-263-6985 or find them at precisiondoormn.com. Authenticate. Boy, Fry is really clinging to Andrea Jenkins. Why? Well, they're strange bedfellows. Uh, Fry has to rely on Jenkins to be one of the few moderates left in the 13-member city council. And Fry, uh, I think Fry would sell out and become a, a socialist in a heartbeat, but right now he positions himself as a moderate. But as a moderate... What is he going to be able to get done in Minneapolis? Nothing. And so you've got Andrea and a few others who won't necessarily toe the DSA line. Well, look at the way we've drug our feet with the third precinct. You think the people that were just elected are going to, that's going to help matters? No, some of the people just elected don't want there to be a third precinct because they don't want police. Correct. Get out while you can. I, I wish you'd quit saying that because I can't. And I don't want to hear it anymore. That's why I said it on the council. I don't want to hear it anymore. Okay. We're building all sorts of new houses out by me. We could commute together, huh? Like one week you could pick me up, and then like the other week I could pick you up, and then like we could stop at the holiday gas station because I got to get a giant monster energy drink for the ride in. <laughs> oh, and then we could take the carpool lane. 
Wow, you think living in St. Paul's hell, huh, Joe? No, Joe's going to move up by me. That way we can commute. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. 99 <laughs> bottles of beer. You take one down, pass it around. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> oh, I'd be fun. Oh, yeah, I got to get new copy here. Well, I want you to know that what I'd be listening to is opera. Oh. Fine with me. God, I hate opera. I wish I didn't. I, I'd be cool to be an opera buff. You know, I'm I not do. an opera I, buff. I wish I knew more about opera yeah. and classical because yeah. I don't mind it when I hear it, but I just I don't know enough. I would it. give you the Leland Road Trip Quiz. <laughs> Isn't aren't opera sung stories? Yes, they're plays. The they're is? literally plays or books right. that are being sung. I much prefer, hell now. <laughs> I'm ready if you are. Yeah, let's go. I got something. Oh, wait a minute. We need a mouse. Wait a minute. Okay, okay here we go. Is there a mouse in your pocket? Here we go. Give me one quick second oh, you so got I can timestamp that. Joe, yes. All right, I'm rolling. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. All right, gentlemen, guess who's back? Is that a fart base? No. No? no. It would be pretty powerful if it was. But guess who's back, ladies and gentlemen? 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown nice. Hopkins. Um, I was texting with our guy Todd this morning saying, hey, what do you want me to promote? How about this? A couple of awards to announce for 30 Bales, including... Best of Minnesota Best from the Star Tribune, 24 Best from our local son, Sailor, and Dinner's Choice Awards from Open Table. Best what? Member. No, I mean, sometimes what? it's the best patio, sometimes the oh, best. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I believe it's just a best, best restaurant, best restaurant yeah. right now. And I know Open Table, that's a big deal in the restaurant world. So, What does that mean? That they're... The oh, open tables a is uh, a publication. Is a publication. Yes. I see. Um, so thirtybales.com is their website. If you uh, want to do some takeout, they're the perfect spot. You call ahead, you place your order, and they'll take care of you. I have been affirmed that the short rib pot pie rookie is oh, back. Oh, and so yeah. is. I'll buy if you go yeah, get it. That's good. I the will. short <laughs> rib lasagna. I'll yeah. buy that if you go get it. Short ribs are just fantastic. It's a scratch kitchen. They are phenomenal. They're located right in the heart of downtown Hopkins, right across the street from the Hopkins Center for the Arts, where we've performed. We yep. have. We did an after party at 30 Bales Restaurant. So stop on in, take the family, go for lunch. It doesn't matter. 30 Bales is the best, and we're so happy to have them back here in Garage Logic. You know, if nothing else, what the next couple of years is going to be is extremely interesting. Okay. Not that the last few haven't been. Right. But every seat in the Minneapolis City Council was up for grabs, but ultimately every incumbent who ran won. Every incumbent that ran yep. one, okay. Now there's two newcomers on the council, and your political experts, I don't know who they are, but they're experts. <laughs> they say the council has shifted way further left. Oh, well, good. Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, we're all left on the city council. In the city council, you've got left, and then you've got further left. 
<laughs> of course, I have associated myself more with the pragmatic, prog- pragmatic, progressive side, which is not the farthest left, Mayor Jacob Fry said. Be furthest left, I'm sorry. So Fry, what is he calling himself? A pragmatic progressive, which he wants us to know is not as left as the wacko lefts. <laughs> Okay. So is that like the difference between dengue and major, major dengue? Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Thank you for putting it in the terms where I can understand it. The You're day welcome. after the election, Fry was optimistic about his ability to work with more liberal council members. Experts consider eight of the 13 council members in 2024 to be more progressive than Fry. Are there people that I have disagreements with? Of course, that's always the case. Well, it's politics, of I'm course. Reading. It's how you deal with them that makes you a professional I'm or reading not. Fry's quotes. But now is not the time to highlight disagreements, Fry said. The way you want to come out of these elections is with optimism and with hope, and that's exactly how I'm approaching it. If I have to use my veto pen, I've got it right here, but that's not the way you start out a term. You start out a term saying, let's work together. Hamlin University, well, it's no longer a university. Uh, we've we scratched Hamlin off our list. Remember when the Teacher can the uh, art teacher for showing a picture of Muhammad. Yeah. Yeah. Bleep Hamlin. Hamlin University political science professor David Schultz says a coalition of nine council members would have the power to override Fry's vetoes, but it's unclear if there is an alliance that can make that happen. If they get nine votes to override the mayor's veto, they get to have significant control in terms of a lot of different policy issues. And it makes life more difficult for Fry, Schultz said. Schultz adds that the first sign of which direction the new council will go will come in how they select a council president. So Andrea Jenkins was the serving council president. Uh, I don't know what the odds are that she'll regain that position. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a little speech to make. Okay. Okay, as we continue to try to distill what happened Tuesday and what happened. Tuesday is that uh, the the uh, we haven't been left enough. Right, we're going farther left in both cities. We must do something. Uh, that might be true all around the country, but we're going farther left. So the reason the reason that doesn't work with me is okay. What will they work on? I don't think they'll work on bringing manufacturing to town. I don't think they'll work on uh, hustling to figure out ways to fill vacancy rates in downtown St. Paul. I don't think, I think what they are going to work on are these ideological dynamics that they've based their whole career on. Equity, uh, and then they'll figure out ways to introduce equity. Right. And then they might say, well, we need this park to be this way because it'll be equity. And then they'll have tree equity. And they'll, equity will be the big thing. Equity, diversity, inclusion. But they will not be working on anything that that I would think the typical homeowner in St. Paul is worried about. And yet the typical homeowner in St. Paul had to be among those who voted them in. So that's where I go back to yesterday saying, I don't know what's going on. But I do know for a fact two things. No, I know three things. You can write them down. Okay. Write them down. Write them down. Number one, uh, 
the school children of St. Paul are doomed. I'm there's no one's going to change my mind. Yes. You've got you've got ridiculously unqualified incompetent school board members. The school kids are doomed. Number 2. Number dos. Climate change you will hear now more and more and more oh, about yeah. climate change because it was it'll be a tool they use to bring about their mechanisms of inclusion, diversity, and equity. Okay. And you're already seeing it. It's getting harder and harder to drive on the streets because they keep narrowing them and creating bump outs and putting in islands That's and right. all of, all of these things that have nothing to do with the with the. Uh, with mom trying to get the kids to school. But see, that's going to change once we build that park above 94 to reimagine yeah. the Rondo neighborhood. That's what we're going to do, Joe. Did I say three things? Yes, you did. Yeah. I can't think of what the I third I wrote thing. down two. Uh, the kids right, so are doomed. Kids are doomed. Climate change. Climate change. Climate change. Will be, you'll yeah. hear more and more about climate change. Equity. And uh, I don't remember what the third one Inclusion. Was. Well, that's part um, of the climate change. Be, I should just leave that one blank then. I guess question, question mark. <laughs> number three. <laughs> number three is a question mark. Right. I forgot what the hell I was going to say. That that to be determined. T that's a better way. There we go. TBD. Number three. There I got go. three TBD. things I know for sure. Hang on, listen, I'm writing it down. TBD. See in big one of them's right TBD. TBD. Yep. Number three. They're here for one reason: mm -hmm. to bleep us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, we keep citing this, but obviously outside of GLers, it's falling on deaf ears. You have examples of test scores at the lowest they've ever been. How does anyone rationalize with this? There's another way to put it. Another way to put it. What the left believes to be examples of a better thriving city are not what I would consider to be the examples of a better thriving city. There. Okay. All right. You're there. You're, you have distinct ideas. You're yeah. distinct from them. Yeah. The city can be falling into ruin. Yep. And the left would celebrate the idea that every kid passes their test in high school. That would be their goal. My goal would be, could we please uh, bring a company to town that builds more widgets and employs people because the other thing you progressives need, you're going to need a hell of a lot of money. And you just keep chipping away at the fact that you're driving people out that still can go and still can get out. This is from U.S. News. 43% of elementary students tested at proficient reading and 41% tested at the level of math, the required level of math. We are not a serious country, and I offer you as an example. The Department of Health and Human Services has rolled out a new gender pronoun policy <laughs> that one Heritage Foundation expert and former HHS official says violates employees' rights and will, recite, will result in firings for misgendering. Health and Human Services in the federal government is requiring its employees to speak falsehoods. Roger Severino, the Heritage Foundation's vice president for domestic policy and the former head of civil rights at HHS during the Trump administration, told Fox News Digital. Because you won't read this in the conventional news gatherers. Severino first broke the story on Twitter last week. He wrote that HHS imposed a transgender pronoun mandate, pronoun mandate 
on its employees who will now be forced to deny biological realities with their own words or face firing. And he included a screenshot of an email sent to employees in the department. Severino said that the First Amendment protects federal employees from being required to speak falsehoods, being compelled to adopt state-approved ideology, and requiring people to deny their own faith. These policies would require all those things, said Severino, a Harvard Law School graduate. Well, that used to mean something. I don't think much of Harvard. (laughs) All employees should be addressed by the names and pronouns they use to describe themselves. The email to HHS employees stated as part of its push for gender identity and non-discrimination guidance that it says protects employee rights and protections related to gender identity. We're not a serious country. Severino says the push began with two White House executive orders, one in January 2021 and one in June 2022, that were framed as ways to combat gender discrimination on the basis of gender identity. All applicants and employees should be addressed by the names and pronouns they use to describe themselves. Using correct names and pronouns helps foster workplaces free of discrimination and harassment. The U.S. Office of Personnel Management Guidance states. This practice also creates an inclusive work environment where all applicants and employees are treated with dignity. The isolated and inadvertent use of an incorrect name or pronoun will generally not constitute unlawful harassment. But as the Equal Opportunity, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission has explained, continued intentional use of an incorrect name or pronoun are both could contribute to an unlawful, hostile work environment. Hmm. In an unlisted YouTube video linked in the email to HHS employees last week that features assistant HHS Secretary Rachel Levine, who identifies as transgender, says, who you know yourself to be is valid. Who you know yourself to be is valid. Severino said that the Orwellian policy means that misgendering someone could qualify as violating anti-discrimination law, which gets you fired. Men who identify as female have the right to get naked in front of female colleagues in the locker room, Severino said, about how the rule relates to HHS locker rooms and bathrooms. It used to be that if you allowed a man to get naked in front of a woman in the workplace, that is instantly a violation of civil rights law, Severino said. That's the quintessential hostile work environment, subjecting women to that. Now the policy says to the women who may be uncomfortable with the situation that they're the ones who have to leave. Okay. We are uh, witnessing a, a mental health breakdown in this country. I feel very comfortable saying this is insane. I, I don't know how to turn it. Can it be turned around? 
That's my fear, because I, I don't think it can. And I'm willing to be corrected on that. Or more, the better question is, how further, how much further will it go? Governments cannot compel speech and certainly cannot compel false speech, Severino said, citing West Virginia versus Barnett, in which even though children being told to say the Pledge of Allegiance during World War II was a good thing, the Supreme Court ruled that parents and students have a right to dissent from that view. We protect the right of political dissent, and here it's a Pledge of Allegiance to the rainbow flag that's been essentially required, Severino said. Severino also said employees have a right to their faith, and your boss cannot force you to deny your faith as a condition of employment. Okay. He said that policies that force employees to deny gender reality or go against their beliefs absolutely have a negative effect on morale and production and that current government employees have told him as much. They are faced with a horrible dilemma, Severino said. Do they hope that they can fly under the radar and try to avoid the issue and keep a low profile and perhaps hide their face so they can keep their job? Or do they stand up and say this policy is wrong and, and fight for their rights and then see a gigantic target on their back after that? Wouldn't be faith that would be driving me nuts. It would just be that you people are mentally ill that would be driving me nuts. There's a picture of uh, Rachel Levine. Uh, and that is... Uh, nope. That's an imperfect science. No, 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 no. That, that, that doesn't uh, matter. That doesn't matter. Oh, you. it does. The hell with it. Yeah. Go bleep yourself, Rachel Levine. That's an imp- that's an imperfect science right there. Uh, wait when now, you wait now, are, is she? That's a that's a, a he that became a woman. That's so if you are a androgyny. let's say you're a foreign leader, and you're how, so how about I'm a Chinese <laughs> foreign leader and. You're, threat, you're, you're feeling the threat of the American force, and you see that photo. Does fear strike you right here? Nope. Okay. You see this guy or this person, <laughs> yeah. and you think, well, I don't know. Do you want to take him over this month or you want to wait a month? Well, let's wait. Do you want to wait a couple I weeks? I kind of feel let's, bad for let's them. Let's let Christmas pass. Let's hold off. And then we'll take yeah, him, take then him we'll, over. Yeah, then we'll judge. America. Hashtag. Jesus. <laughs> H. Christ. I find it very interesting that uh, when the heat got on, you dug yourself a hole. I'm praying I'm not right. taking the Lord's name in vain. Of course not. Where's mm. this Levine quoted in here again? Remember we had the guy with the, the suitcase thief? Wasn't he? A, oh, yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Th- that was Biden's... Um, um, natural? No, it no was he a, was a nuclear guy. Nuclear. Yeah, nuclear. had something to do with the nuclear program. He was an important right? guy. I don't know what happened. Didn't he swipe a piece of luggage he here? He likes to steal yeah. luggage. Well, wasn't one oh, of them he, here? Anywhere. Yeah, it, no, your luggage isn't safe. That's because Rookie Sam, hadn't been briefed. Otherwise, right, he wouldn't have, have gotten known, away with that. I would have that. seen that for sure. Sam Britton. Britton Sam is Britton. his name. Yeah. American yeah, well, nuclear engineer. I'll say. Office of Nuclear Energy as a Deputy Assistant Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. 
Yeah, right. And, and I bet he never even suffered any consequences for his thievery. No, he is no longer employed by the Office of Nuclear Energy after being charged with luggage theft twice. Double secret probation. Yeah. Hey, Putin, look at this guy. Look at this. Oh, hey, hey, hey hold up on that. America. Tigger, Tigger. We give her up for a trade. What? Oh, my God. Uh, it just, you know, you can't predict I mean, these things. There are, certain, there are certain places to go where you can calm yourself. Is it eco Eco-fun. Croatia? No, seriously, you get surrounded by all that fun recreational equipment. We're still allowed to go outside. And we're still allowed to ride a bicycle or a scooter. For now. And we're still allowed to use all of that great equipment EcoFun has for blowing snow, moving snow, plowing snow. I was talking to Tim about that. He picked up my scooter Sunday. I did not know that EcoFun had gone so heavily into the winter snow management business, but they've got fabulous equipment. It's all at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's on Highway 97 immediately west of Interstate 35, and it's in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42, scooters, bikes, snow equipment, uh, 4x4s, plows, plow blades, you name it. They've got it, helmets, apparel, great service, and that program that I love so much, that pickup and delivery of your scooter. Mine's done for the year, thank goodness. It's EcoFunMotorsports.com. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, Highway 97. Just go west. It's right there. Great big brand new building with a great big parking lot to try stuff out in. And in Burnsville on the on uh, the service road of life near County Road 42. My self-editing button kicked in. Because when you said they have fantastic equipment, I nearly said, and so does Rachel Levine. No, I think Rachel Levine probably doesn't have fantastic equipment. I know, but um, since it was like topical. Yeah. Does somebody, I, I'm going to ask an insensitive question. I know I'm We're on, on the, the council. I know I'm on the council. Yeah. And I, 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 uh, I think uh, the council understands. Does, does somebody like Rachel Levine intend to hook up with a guy? I think so. I mean, I, it's a serious question. I, I mean, so. you, you become a woman. Do you want then to have a guy? You'll be a woman soon. Soon, girl. Girl. Creepiest. One of the creepiest songs ever. I'm sorry. You'll be a woman soon. Creepy as hell. Well, John, there's a lot of creepiness out there. Yeah. yeah. Creepiness yeah. kind of has become a big business in this country. Have you noticed well, that? Almost as creepy. Remember the Gary Puckett songs, Joe? Which yes, one? Young girl, get out Young of my girl. mind. Yeah. My love for you is way out of line. Ooh, the right. hell. Well, yeah, uh, didn't that? Sting toy with that a bit? Uh, young teacher. Oh, yeah. Dun, don't dun, stand dun, so close to me. Don't stand so close to me. That book in Nabokov. Oh, it's a common theme. Is She's the, only 18. Uh, what? Who was that? You know, no, she was only... Seven. She was 16. 16. Yeah. She's just 16 No, there's a 17. Old. That was uh, 17. You know Van what Halen. I mean. 
way well, she looked was way beyond well, there's, uh, Sam Cooke, remember? Only 16. Yeah. Only 16. And she was, and Ringo covered it. Had a big hit with it. Well, I, uh, I, Rachel Levine is married to Martha Peasley Levine. Oh, well, wait. Now, th- no, that was the, the wife before, the, before they got the switch. Yes. Before they, he made the switch. They got well, divorced I, I in should, 2013. Now, can you be another question? I don't mean it to, to I, I guess I mean it seriously. So you become a trans. Could you be a lesbian? Hey, <laughs> look out. It's, really, it's way too confusing. It really is. <laughs> ask, ask it in another way. Okay, so you're Levine. You know, Bert Levine is now Rachel or whatever the hell his name yeah. is. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, now, does he play? F- which team does he play for is how I would ask that question. Set <laughs> her up. We got a switch hitter up here. Like the Mike Piazza switch hitting machine. Well, what? <laughs> Mike Piazza switch hitting machine. Did you ever hear the ram shut to your confusion? Is he just alone oh, and lonely? Hit it? Uh, it doesn't say if uh, she's not playing it. Yeah. A, no, I'm not, yes. part, I'm not Play playing it. I'm not playing a partner now. I don't even know what you're doing, but I'm saying no. I remember the, the bit, fake commercial. But that I'll we explain had. when we're not on the council why I'm not going to play it. I'll explain. Maybe I'll just shoot you a text and then you'll be like, oh, yeah. It's oh, not yeah. bad. No, well, I know you it's play not. it for the council? No. Oh. How, about we, uh, how about we return to the newsroom? John, don't forget um, North American, North American Banking, Banking Company. Company. And when you get to your midway point, please throw it to Rook. Rook. Hey, now. What am I doing? Hey, I need. Now. I need. I mean. I, I mean. I need Walter today. Walter. Yes, please. Copy that. Um. Now you, I just can't leave this at the moment. What are you looking at? I'm trying to see if there's another uh, partner for Rachel, but it doesn't. Uh, nothing. Oh, listed, so I have no two idea. Two quick emails. Uh, one is from. Well, they're both from town council members. I didn't know if you wanted this on the air, but I'll just. Uh, I did work for Tariq Tomes a couple of years ago. He was a very nice guy. Uh, but his only job was to set up the phone app that you could sign up for that tracked who had COVID in their proximity to you, if you remember that, which I Oh, I remember do. that. Sure, yeah. And he also worked from home every day while parenting young kids, just to go in line with, what in God's name are these people doing? They're getting a hundred grand for doing nothing. Right. And then um and that's quite literally the case. Winger, she's only seventeen. That's it. Thank you, Scott. Trust me, I don't know many winger songs. Yeah, you do. You no, were a I big really. winger guy in the day. Can we get I going hate it, here? Winger, winger Let's and go. Hair no ad, we're going right to John. Let's go. Did you like Winger? Um no. Rachel Levine was was highly <laughs> touted though. I mean highly not touted, uh, highly decorated. Uh, he had a lot of Things that he did that he had a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of Mr. Levine. Oh, Mr. Levine. Thad. I don't don't know. To be, I think it was Thad. Bruce. Thad Levine. Larry. Larry Levine. Come on, Len. Are you ready? Remember Len Levine? Yep. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Here's John Hyde. Can, can I can I take one second and then I'll be right with you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to check something else out, but I can't find it. So let's go to the news. And now, the news. Uh, by the way, this news is brought to you by North American Banking Company. Thank you. Uh, airport news, Rook. 
Airport officials and Delta Airlines this morning announcing upcoming changes at the airport. According to the Metropolitan Airport Commission, the project expected to take several years and cost about $242 million, making it the largest interior gate and concourse makeover at the airport since the airport opened in 1962. Do I have to pay for that? Yes. Officials. Because the airport doesn't make any money. (laughs) Right. Delta will probably throw in some scratch because they're going to benefit, but uh, that's going to be, they're just keep improving it. Officials say it'll take several years for the project to be completed, adding the goal is to make things brighter and more modern inside the terminal. Six concourses and 75 gate areas will be targeted in the project. The airport also working to streamline check-in and security and also expand passenger facilities. Uh, 60 years ago, when it was built, the airport originally made to accommodate 1.8 million passenger, uh, passengers every year. Uh, obviously now many millions more go through the gates than did in 1962. Well, I thought that airport was older than 1962. I mean, I'm sure it is. Wold Chamberlain Field goes way back. You're talking about what we call the current airport. MSP. Right. It has those tri- that uh, roof line of the of the triangles or the yep. points. Yep. That's, an, that's still original. That's the only original thing left. Okay. Uh, I yeah. trust you on that yeah. one. When you do a lot of traveling, though, we do have a pretty good airport. I was going to say, really... I, thought, I thought this is about as good as it gets. What the hell do you need to pour, pour a number quarter one of a billion dollars into it? The last four years. Because <laughs> take a good stroll through O'Hare, and then you'll say, yeah. boy, we do God, have a really I hate good, that airport. That's a really bad airport. My uh, family took a trip recently and uh, went through security in about two hours in Orlando. They said it was horrendous. Dear God. My favorite is Raleigh-Durham. Is my favorite I've never been. Well, it's just, it's not that big. It just works. Everything's just right there. Got it. Star Tribune reporting a high-ranking Democratic state senator announced Thursday she'll run for the Minnesota congressional seat held by Representative Dean Phillips. Dean, of course, is running for the presidency. Assistant Senate Majority Leader Kelly Morrison, who's a practicing OBGYN, helped lead state legislative efforts to protect abortion rights for both Minnesotans and people who travel here to get the procedure. Now the Democrat from Deep Haven said she's ready to take that fight to the U.S. House. Morrison joins Democratic National Committee member Rod Harris in going for Phillips' seat. Uh, Phillips is mounting a a long-shot primary challenge against President Biden. He has not said if he'll run for re-election to his House seat if his presidential campaign fails. If Phillips does seek re-election to the House, he's likely to face some pushback. Phillips' primary campaign against Biden has angered some Democrats locally and nationwide. Morrison said Phillips is a good friend of hers, but that she strongly supports Biden. Asked whether she would stay in the race if Phillips runs for re-election. She said, I'm not really thinking about hypotheticals at this point. Give me your name again, John. Uh, last name of Phillips, first name, uh, no, <laughs> that would be Dean Phillips. Last name of Morrison, first name of Kelly. She's the Look assistant her up. Uh, Rook, Is she DSA, I wonder, Kelly Morrison? Democratic Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their That's their right. love with women. Do we, uh, That's right. Do we have DSA members in, in the oh, I'm sure legislature? We do. I'm sure we do. Really? Sure. But isn't that well, a little... Do you think Lee Feakey ain't a DSA-er? I don't know. I, have I no bet idea. she is, or he is, or whatever. Uh, Kelly Morrison, she is, okay. Does not say... Those profiles probably don't give the endorsers. Right. Move on, John. But isn't this a clear indication of you're either on our team or you're not on our team? I think so. Right. Three kids. 
and a husband. Yep. Yale, Boston, Case Western, Reserve University. Wow. Uh, 54, born in Minneapolis. Huh. Can't see any. All right. Go ahead, John. A northern Minnesota man with a long history of driving drunk has received a prison sentence topping five years for being extremely intoxicated when he was speeding on a dark road before a crash that killed his lifelong friend sitting next to him. 27-year-old Gerald Wayne Johnson of Red Lake was sentenced in U.S. District Court in Minneapolis after pleading guilty to involuntary manslaughter in connection with a wreck on November 6, 2021 that killed 33-year-old Regina Rushman. While speeding at more than 90 miles an hour in a 20-minute, 20, uh, 20 miles an hour zone, Johnson lost control on a patch of ice and hit a tree. Test results showed his blood alcohol content soon after the wreck was at 0.224, nearly three times the legal limit for driving in Minnesota. According to the plea agreement, federal guidelines recommended a prison sentence ranging from four and three quarters to nearly seven years. Uh, the uh, Johnson significant post-defense rehab, according to his lawyers, that has uh, seen him sober for the past year and a half, and his desire to work toward a high school equivalency degree should have led to a lesser sentence. But prosecutors countered in their own filing that five and a half years in prison would be more fitting. Johnson was convicted of his sixth drunken driving offense less than eight months after the crash. He got a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minnesota Supreme Court has dismissed that lawsuit that would have barred former President Trump from the primary ballot in Minnesota under a provision of the 14th Amendment that bars people from holding public office if they engaged in insurrection or rebellion. But the justices noted on Wednesday the decision applies only to Minnesota's primary. Chief Justice Natalie Hudson wrote in the order there is no state statute that prohibits a major political party from placing on the presidential nomination primary ballot or sending delegates to the national convention supporting a candidate who is ineligible to hold office. The lawsuit filed by Free Speech for People, a liberal group representing Minnesota voters in the case, is one of many challenges that Trump's facing for eligibility in light of his actions surrounding the Capitol riot of January 6th. Uh, I was asked this question. I don't know the answer to it, but what, what will this change? Right. I mean, is this going to make him even more popular? Is this going to affect a, a, a ton? You know what I'm saying? Because he's not, it's not like he's going to win Minnesota anyway. Is that, am I, am well, I making it's, any sense? But we're one of what, seven states, I think, that we're trying to do it. So okay. there are states he's won that they're trying to also doing this where groups are suing to keep him off the ballot. So, but could you, I guess, could you file this under if you do win in this particular case, you're just going to make his popularity rise? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't listening. <laughs> oh, noted. I like honesty. Thank you, Joe. In a bid to cut down expenses, Minneapolis-based Sleep Number Corporation. Did you see Ivanka show up for court? I did. Uh, I, I got a kick out of following her. Uh, I missed it. She, well, she didn't want to appear because of the hardship she faces as a parent. Okay. That's understandable. And, and of course, she fa- she. <laughs> Wouldn't know where a jar of Gerber's baby food is to save her life. So, so she shows up. That's an assumption. Yes, but I'm saying. But you are okay. Yeah. And, and somebody spent I don't know four hours on her hair. Okay. Uh, I don't know the brands. The the uh, rookie C, might the CP knew all the brands of clothes, but it was about I don't know between five and ten grand worth of clothes. Sure. And uh, and then got in there and basically said she had no clue about anything, which I don't doubt. And uh, it was just amusing to me that uh, 
She's about as useless as Meghan Markle. So they're they're two of a kind as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Yeah. Got yeah. it. I'm, I'm going to guess it. the CP is probably a big fan, too, of Ivanka, huh? Not a bit. The CP <laughs> yeah, I, is uh, not I sort a of bit. A, sort of assumed that, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in other news, in a bid to cut down... Looking ex- girl. Isn't she the one Trump lusts after, even though it's his own kid? It's a bit creepy. She's, yeah, it's some, a bit creepy that he's, he's talked about things. dating her or something. A lot of people and, are and creepy. Having sex. And, <laughs> a lot of people like my daughter. <laughs> yeah, he's doing it better, I'm sorry. Who? He says a lot of people... He's got no, him. one trick pony. Right. A lot it of people. is one trick. He just goes, a lot of people. Let's see it. Well, don't put me on the spot. Yeah, I'm on the spot. Rooks the A lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people like coffee. <laughs> no, you're coffee or I, not? I can't put my finger on a it. Lot you're of capable of it. You're capable of, I can't of get, anything. I can't get the. It's not the hoarse tone enough, right. and it's not deep I'm enough. I'm too high. Yeah. I'll say a lot of people high, like too high. John. But I ain't touch the sky. That, John. See one great song. Wonderful. Coffee. Coffee or not? The leader. Okay. In other news, in a bid to cut down expenses, Minneapolis-based Sleep Number Corp on Wednesday said it's trimmed about 10% of its workforce. That amounts to about 500 people being laid off. In a November 8 quarterly filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the company said the move is part of a plan to reduce operating expenses by as much as $50 million. This ain't Mr. Pillow, is it? No. No, this is a sleep number. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. No. A lot of people get those confused. Yeah. Last month. <laughs> Why did you pay him that compliment? Because now he's gonna, he's got the baton, <laughs> no, he's running, and he's I not going to pass it off. He's I, not going to pass it I off. I promise I won't. Yeah, just be quiet. <laughs> yes, sir. Just be quiet. Last month, does that work with Chris? Can I do that too? Chris, just be quiet. Yes. Last <laughs> month, the commission working to find the new Minnesota flag and seal invited the public to submit their own designs for consideration. Uh, they ended up now with about 2,600 designs, 85% of those being about the flag. Now the public can see the submissions and share their thoughts on which one should be seriously considered. Uh, some are essentially the same as currently used designs. Uh, others are creative and others, uh, there's some, if you go look, uh, they're just kind of interesting, shall we say. Members of the commission are scheduled to narrow the list down to their top 25 on November 17th before they unveil the top five flag and seal designs to the public on November 29th. If you'd like to take a peek at some of the ideas, uh, go to KSTP.com, go to the news stories about flag submissions, and you can look at uh, all of them. They'll end up with the most benign, meaningless flag possible. I I saw the story on the news, so I saw several different um, uh, applications. Mm -hmm. I didn't see one that looked any, uh, even close to good. I don't know. Why are they fixing this because there's an Indian in it, and apparently we're supposed to think that the, the guy with the plow was being mean to the Indian. For well, all the I guy know, with the Indian the plow was, was going to shoot the guy. But the guy with the plow, <laughs> us white people, were mean to the Indians. But it doesn't mean that we have to not tell anybody about it. Or Matt, s- you must revise history. Okay. A lot of people do. Isn't that a SID rule? <laughs> yes. It is. Okay. It is. Oddly enough. Our nice weather forecast has one golf course opening up again. Of course, isn't <gasps> what what crummy track is, <laughs> is taking the tarp off the greens? <laughs> well, I don't. Crummy. I, it's Baker National, I, isn't it? Yeah, Baker National oh, Golf Course okay. in Medina, briefly yeah. reopening. Okay. 
Officials at the golf course decided to keep the greens <laughs> open through the next week, pending inclement weather, according to Tom Needsley, media relations specialist. For so, GLers, what you can anticipate is that at about 11.56, we're going to hear, Franaloni's hardware and garden stores, i got to get to Medina. <laughs> no, I, I anticipate uh, getting closer than that. Really? Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Is that a prediction? It's a prediction. All right. So Baker, they canceled uh, the, the monster truck race at Baker National to uh, <laughs> reopen the track. Right. You actually will not be able to use carts, so it's walking only at Baker okay. for the next week. So uh, should we take a break here? What yes, do you think? Yes, we, we should. should. Okay, good. Why don't we are, take a break? Are you talking about nice weather? Is that what it is? Uh -huh. Nice yes, weather. Nice beautiful. weather means you can set that uh, heating unit at about 70 degrees. And it's probably not even going to kick on right now. That's the deal. That's where I am right now 70. with my house. Yeah, 70. I'm not it's paying perfect. your heating bill. It's perfect. 70 degrees right now. And that's when the uh, thing doesn't come on, the heater. If you have a heating unit that doesn't come on. The then thing that doesn't come on. What is it called? Heating the unit? Thermostat. Be a thermostat. I mean, put that number uh, in big 7 -0. A lot of people like thermostats. A lot of people like Welter 100 for our generation. See, I can't. A lot of people like welterheating.com. It will heat your home. It's, I can't it's like get Jesse. It. It's missing All here. All right, everybody. Hey, let, right Joe, here, let, right let Joe just put his thumb right here in your throat. Yeah, here, right here. A lot of people like welter. No. A lot of people like welter heating. Welter shelter. A lot of people think welter is getting a refund yeah, for here this we go. ad. All right, let's go now. <laughs> it is time. Welterheating.com. They do have 100 years of experience. They do have four generations. So as the heating units and air conditioning units have changed over the years, so have their techs. Their techs have to be certified. They have to know exactly what to repair, how to set it down for the winter, how to set it up for the summer. The whole situation can be answered for you at welterheating.com. They have a blog where it's a quick Q&A, and it's for free. They might even answer the question to your problem. Welterheating.com. If you want to call them, a human being will answer the phone, 612-825-6867. Air condition and heat your shelter with Ray N. Welter. You'll recall that we had a Tom Brokow contest. Uh, 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 and uh, Reavers beat you. Yes, he did. He did. I don't Tom, remember that. Tom Brokow. Oh, I vaguely remember Who, that. Who uh, or something. Wow. Yeah, it was a, like wow. an amazing. No, it was, a, no, it was it swallowing was his like tongue. He swallowed his word. A lot, yeah, of, hey, a lot of people. Like a lot of people like to jog. <laughs> Oh my God! Am I done? Sorry. We're gonna book Welter. We're Am booking I you done yet? Two yeah. minutes, Welter. Two minutes. <laughs> That's I think when I still had the nasal deal going on too. Which is uh, why the swa swallowed his words. Yeah, swallowed his words. He ate lollipops in Louisville. What? Crazy today. I don't know what voice that is. Hey, lollipops in Louisville. <laughs> no, I have a high... What is that? That's... <laughs> you like Louisville, Joey? I've been there. I like it. I do like Louisville. I got a great picture of us by the... It, how do you pronounce the horse? The one that died. That last triple crown. Barabo? Barbaro? Barbaro? I don't Barbaro. know. Barbaro. Yeah. Trigger. They have a huge... They have the statue out front. The life-size statue. That horse... Was freaking big, man. Is Louisville right across the river from Cincinnati? Yes. What am I thinking of? Yep. Is it Louisville? Not, not Cincinnati. Well, Kentucky is across the river, no, but I, Louisville is across no, the river from what city is that? It's not Louisville. It's Louisville. Louisville. 
It's, Louisville. Hold on. I know because I just we just drove there a couple years ago. Johnny, how high do you rank Run for the Roses by Fogelberg? Um, it's it's okay. It's an okay song. Well written. I think all of his stuff is really well written. Some of it bores the hell out of maps. Mm. But I, I think he was a really good songwriter. Got and it. a good really good musician too, uh, in, in terms of the what guitar playing, etc. Well, they were talking horses. And Run for the Roses is them. What about leader of the band? Jeffersonville. I think it's a really Joe. good song. Okay. Clarksville. You could damn near throw a ball over to Kentucky. Did you take the last train? I did. It's actually Indiana is across the river, Joe, not really? Ohio. Yep. Thanks, oh, Kentucky's across the Thanks, river. Thanks, Johnny. Louisville, Kentucky is directly across the river oh, from Clarksville, I'm Indiana. about Cincinnati. Louisville. <laughs> Joe, Cincinnati is in Ohio. It's oh, a- yeah, yeah. What, but when you cross the bridge from Cincinnati, Covington, Kentucky, you're in Kentucky, Covington, the Covington, where those high school kids were. That's where Zimmer's branch is, because when he was the Zimmer's branch, Zimmer, he's Zimmer's got a branch, ranch, he's, oh ranch. No, he's got a branch there. <laughs> it's, it's like a, a big bank. tree. Um, oh, you know who this is? This sounds like it's the. Was it the? Who's the pork knuckle guy? Oh. Uh, Jimmy pork Francis I gotta find that one. That's gotta go on the street. Very large whiskey and water. Yeah, that's, I think, what. The, was oh, that? Very large whiskey and water. Whiskey and water. Oh, wait. Damn it. I well, can't, you didn't tell me. You about, gotta get here so I can play you the banana bread clip from. Shit. Banana bread? Oh, but he went. <laughs> when he couldn't talk. Can't you what? do it for the council? Well, it's up to you. No, you better. Uh, <laughs> what was the other deal too that we? It was oh. the sign. It went. He went straight signs on it. He was so pissed. <laughs> Who wrote this? He said, oh, oh, "No, God. but it was him. He's the one." <laughs> <laughs> no, what was the ADT or the? No, the ain't. <laughs> what the hell Who is this? this We're talking the, about me trying to do ads, and I screw them up, and then they save the tapes. <laughs> The best oh, was the one the other the I other day. I was trying to bail you out. When, oh, watch with Joe, with Joe, the best here, was the other I'd day. like to read you something. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. The mayor here, and I'd like to read you something about my friend. Oh, no. Fucking mother. Your body. And I, had, I was doing this. That's when you have to just so walk. Yeah. yeah, you can't. But maintain. I gotta stay here because I gotta see right. if it's you gotta see the levels going. <laughs> <laughs> but then he go, quit looking at me. I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm not looking I'm at you. What was the one the other day where he did perfect 45 seconds? Th- that one. And then, that's, oh, that was that one. one. Okay. Yeah. No, and he just it was stopped. the funeral one. That's what yeah, this it was says. the funeral one. No, that's Mueller. The one where you just, I just but heard? But the anecdote was throwing you off. You were trying to read. Well, okay, read, do it again. A listener, te- no, because you're you're f bombing the heck out of it, and I don't want to. I don't want to make anybody mad. All right. But no, you you had received an anecdote from right, a, a listener. Right. A guy wrote me an email about banana bread. Right. And I had a little trouble with it. Well, it was bread? great though because he went forty-five seconds of perfect spot. It was perfect. And then it was a perfect he just, ad. He just stopped and yelled out, "F you." <laughs> And then Chris and then Chris went, um, you know, we're on the council, and Joe got a very sheepish look on his face at that point. No, we weren't on the council, me trying to do an ad. Oh no, this was from oh. this was yesterday. 
No, it wasn't. It was this week. It was this week. John's right. It was probably Monday. Banana bread yeah, was last week. Yeah, this was a different one. <laughs> oh, it was the precision act because I had to record it for fifteen hundred. I didn't. Uh, I didn't go ballistic on that. I thought, yeah, you you did forty perfect seconds and then just screamed oh, out oh "f you" out of the blue. God, it was great. That was the banana bread <laughs> one. Oh, and see, I the only no, reason I save no. them is once in yes, a while I need a little banana bread. GLers, I just save it because I just need a little pick me up every once in a while. Oh. <laughs> is John done? No. Well, I mean, did, he, did we break in the middle of John, or is this our break this, in the middle? This is the break, break in the middle of John. If I'm doing well, rash and aggressive, but still willing to <laughs> laugh at ourselves when it's necessary. Fifteen hundred oh. ESPN. God. <laughs> what are you giggling about over there? This is the greatest thing I've ever heard of. It's yeah. called the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing. You're wondering, what does that mean? I wondered it? the same thing, too. Sure. It's a school based in <laughs> Baxter, up near Brainerd. Yep. They have tremendous placement rate success. They, uh... Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a school? It's an online academy. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's four months of online training. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's a we good deal because you don't in that, oh, I would Listen. have trouble with this. I know, but you don't Go graduate to trainingndt.com. Trainingndt.com. Let me cut to the chase. Learn how to use radiography, <laughs> ultrasonic, magnetic particle inspection, methods. Then you went on. See, the reason I can use that one, or we can replay oh, that one, is God. because that was on, live on the air, so you couldn't drop an F-bomb. <laughs> wow. But oh, that's this is funny. right out of the stinger. I mean, right up, rookie. What got you is you had so much anxiety leading up to this first live read, and rookie gave you the point through the glass. And <laughs> let's go. Here's the baton. Audio baton. Here we go. ESPN. <laughs> what are you giggling about over there? This is the game. <laughs> it's yeah. called the American Institute wow. of Non-Destructive Testing. Wow. You're wondering, what does that mean? Does I wondered mean? the same thing, too. It's a school based in Baxter, up near Brainerd. Okay. They have tremendous placement rate success. They, uh, <laughs> it's a school? It's an it's online a school? Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh, rookie to the rescue! It's a school. I didn't know this. Help me! Oh, you know what we're gonna do? The best of the best of Suchi live read edition. Oh my god! I would pay for that. We could sell those CDs for a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, we got signs. We got this. We got oh, uh, God. a mortuary. Yay, we got, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm much better doing an ad. Just give it to me right be Rip and read. Two seconds Let's before go. I have to you do it. You are the king of rip and but read. But don't let me think about it. No. <laughs> oh my it's God. like Ruck doing a bit. Yep. Don't prep them. Yep. Yep. If, you, if you prep, they fail. A lot of people like ads. Mm-hmm. That's right, Rick. Swearing. A lot of people like ads. Oh. Okay. Uh, John, are you ready? Sure, Chris. Five minutes. Five okay. minutes. No ad. Just uh, let's Are we just... done with ads? Yes. No ad? Yeah. Good. Then we'll go right to uh, this day in history. And, John, you'll have to look it up when we get there. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Sure.
No spots, right? Let's do this. In uh, other news, the White House says Israel has agreed to put in place four-hour daily humanitarian pauses in its assault on Hamas in northern Gaza starting today, as the Biden administration said it has secured a second pathway for civilians to flee the fighting. President Biden had asked Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to institute the daily pauses during a Monday phone call. U.S. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said that the first humanitarian pause would be announced today, and the Israelis had committed to announcing each four-hour window at least three hours in advance. Israel, he said, was also opening a second corridor for civilians to flee the areas that are current focus of its military campaign against Hamas. Biden also told reporters he had asked the Israelis for a pause longer than three days during negotiations over the release of some hostages. He said, though, there was no possibility of a general ceasefire. Asked if he was frustrated by Netanyahu over the delays, he said it's taken a little longer than I had hoped. Yes. I think we are all in agreement that Hamas... They're unlikable, and they're a bunch of evil bastards. Am I safe to say that? Okay. Yeah, and then some. If they know there's a four-hour window here, won't they use that to their advantage? Won't we find out? Well, is that safe yeah, to assume? No, no, we'll find out. I mean, I'm all for let's get innocent people and civilians out of the way. That's not what I'm saying at all. But your enemy will use this against you, correct? Yes. Okay. How's House Republicans yesterday issuing subpoenas demanding testimony from Hunter and James Biden, the president's son and brother, as they hunt for evidence to try to build an impeachment case against him. Representative James Comer, Republican of Kentucky, the over uh, chairman of the Oversight Committee, authorized the subpoenas of President Biden's family members, as well as Rob Walker, one of their business associates. It was the most significant move so far in the impeachment inquiry since Republican announced they were opening it back in September. The subpoenas demand that James Biden appear for a deposition on December 6th, and Hunter Biden appear a week later. Walker was summoned to appear on November 29th. Studios and the Actors Union have come to an agreement after a six-month strike. The deal between striking actors in the studios and streaming services won't immediately restore filming to its full swing. But the tentative agreement, which both sides say includes extraordinary provisions, means that more than six months of uh, labor strife in the film and television industries will draw to a close. Uh, Soon, tens of thousands of entertainment sector workers could get back to work. Popular franchises like Deadpool, Abbott Elementary, and The Last of Us will be a step closer to returning to screens. Picket lines are suspended. The only rallies on the horizon are the celebratory ones the Actors' Union is promising. Uh, Striking uh, screenwriters, remember, uh, started picketing May 2nd, reached their deal in September. They started working the next day. That's expected to not move quite as fast with the actors. The exact terms of the deal won't be released until later this week, uh, but it's uh, supposedly quite a good deal for the actors. Scott Mature is trying to Trump coach me. Uh Uh-oh. He's saying that uh, he wants me to see uh, some guy on YouTube Mm -hmm. on how to do Trump. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like Trump. John? Yeah. That's enough. (laughs) Is that enough? (laughs) That's enough. (laughs) Only because they come to us. Oh. Oh. All the way from Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador. You. From the Traveling Lymans. Johnny, get this ready because again, yes, sir. I, I'm going to need help because the. Are you the, fighting the printer again? I fought the printer. I fought the printer and the printer won. Uh, no. And no. 
On this day in 1862. Today is November 9th. In the aftermath of the U.S.-Dakota War, a mob of settler colonists attacked a group of Dakota captives in... New Ulm. Mm. The troops guarding the captives managed to restore order. Five days later, in Henderson... Settler colonists attacked Dakota captives being... Marched to Fort Snelling. They killed one Dakota infant before soldiers dispersed the crowd. Jeez. On this day, 1109, in 1891, George A. Hormel launches his packing house in Austin, operating out of an old creamery. Hmm. On this day, on November 9th, in 1913, this must have been a hell of a wow. deal. Day two of the three-day great storm of 19, 1913 began. It killed 251 people on the Great Lakes, 54 on Lake Superior, and it sinks 17 boats. Wow. What year? Sorry? 1913. I think Kurt Brown wrote about it. Isn't that the storm where people were crawling out of third-story windows onto the snow? Wow. Oof. On this day. You're right. I just saw a photo of this mm-hmm. uh, where the guy's standing on top of the, and he's he's as high as a telephone wire. On this day. Uh, November 9th. In 1940, two members of Alcoholics Anonymous visited Minnesota to watch a football game and to contact people. Who have asked for help with their drinking problems. They connected with one, B. Patrick Cronin who later dated his sobriety sobriety to, to November 11, 1940, and helped start more than 450 AA groups in the Midwest. I'll be darned. Hmm. So uh, 1940 was the early days of AA, even though I believe it formally started in the 30s. Doctor uh, somebody and... Uh, Doctor who? Dr. B or uh, Dr. Beeper? Bill W. Dr. Beeper. Bill W. and a doctor friend started. And they have made great strides. Uh, Thank if, you. If, I may, if I may interrupt just for a moment. Sure. Chris, I'm sorry to do this to you again, but the telephone pole picture, that's from North Dakota, 1966. Oh, darn it. I thought I saw that yesterday. That's a very famous picture in North Dakota history. That's the only Is reason it really? I know that. Yeah, because oh. there was a huge blizzard in 66. Uh, I got stuck at my grandma's house for four days. Didn't it come from an account that I follow mm-hmm. called This Day in History? I don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> it's, it's always, uh, I mean, I'm looking at 23 copies of it here right now. Well, I only follow that account because of this bit. Huh. At the end of the show. There we only do them because they arrive to us from distant shores. You're welcome. From the traveling Lymans. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, this is something the old neighbor would do. Got Celebrity it. birthdays. Yeah, that's... Oh, oh, yeah. 76. Oh. Call me now. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you, GLers. Is it raining where you are? Call me now. Is it raining in your area? <laughs> okay, it's not raining. What? It's not raining. I don't have any segues. Uh, go to uh, YouTube and subscribe to the Garage Logic 
What is it, a channel? More importantly, Go. sign up for the town council today. And I don't forget, we've had a lot of people sign up. A lot of people lot of sign people. up for the town council today. I just today. saw you got a pile on your keyboard there of new. I signed them. You and signed them all? They get to I go see to the... those out Well, yeah. they can if they RSVP. You must RSVP to join us at Tattersall, which is less than a week away next Wednesday. Yeah, take it away, Rook. Okay. Uh, you also can go to garagelogic.com to purchase some of the garb, get a sweatshirt, wear it around town, and promote Garage Logic on the podcast. One of the top podcasts in the country, if you don't know. <laughs> garagelogic.cha. You're up there. If you don't know. You didn't know. Very, very 1930s-ish. Okay, if, if you, you don't, don't know. know Um, <laughs> don't, no, don't. Oh, thank God. Um, Joe, what? Sorry, Stace, I'm doing this to you. What? Um, Stacy, the GL geologist. Yeah. Would like all of us to know that um, she has a new ringtone. Okay. Based upon her subscription for just ten dollars a month mm -hmm. and one hundred dollars a year to the yeah. Garage Logic Town Council. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fuck you! God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> That's the one from the other day. Yes. That's the one from the Stacey, other day. You're the freaking best. Yeah. That's <laughs> Not really or really don't bring your phone into church. You can't bring your phone anywhere and do that. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I told you not to be saving that I stuff. I didn't. Stacy did. Stacy, I remember that on the she council said, I yeah. did that. <laughs> I was doing yes. an ad for Mueller. I, I right. told you. Yeah. Why didn't you believe me when I well, told now you? You can play it. What the hell? No, that was no, that was the one from the other day. It was yeah, from not. Monday. Monday. Yes, that one was the one from Monday or Tuesday, the one that just played. That he just played. <laughs> Because we took take two. Not yes. the first one. Come on, I got to get going. City councils oh. in St. Paul and <laughs> Minneapolis. What do you got to hustle for? I got to write. He's got to write today. What's your topic? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't want to write about us, huh? No, he doesn't want to. Uh, why does it make me verify every bleeping day? I'm not a robot. What is today? Today's the ninth. All right, Joe, I'm ready for you. Uh, city councils in both Minneapolis and St. Paul. Is that apostrophe S? No. No, because it's not possessive. City councils in both MPLS and St. Paul are uh, are uh, are further left. <laughs> further left. Than they were a week ago. And they were a go. Okay. Uh, the Federal Health and Human Services Department. Health and Human Services Department. Yep. Is mandating. Is mandating. Yep. Correct pronoun use. Do we do pro dash noun or is it just one word? It's a one word. Pronoun use. Easy. Where do you come up with a dash? I don't know. 
a period. We are not a serious country, period. Oh, that's a good headline. We are not a serious country. That's what we're using today. Okay, anything besides Johnny? Well, most of the fun we had today was during the council. Johnny, Put Johnny in there. John, don't forget to send me news stories. Already did, Chris. Thanks, John. You're welcome, Chris. Twins are trimming payroll. Oh! Yeah, I know. Uh, I forgot to write down the name. I was looking for it last night, and I couldn't remember what you called it. What's the Yogi Berra thing called? It Ain't Over. It Ain't it Over. It's actually in the paper today in their recommendation. Have you guys seen Netflix, John? Uh, Prime. Amazon Prime. Same thing. Uh, well, no. <laughs> Why do I pay two separate prices a month no, for No, it's... I look because Jess has a Prime subscription. I tried look. I looked at Yogi, and of course, the only thing popped up was stupid Yogi Berra crap or Yogi Berra crap. All I put in was Yogi Berra when I found oh. it. Yeah. Then why wouldn't it have popped up yesterday? I don't know. B e r r a. Spell right. <laughs> y o g i. Hey hey hey. Hey boo boo. Gosh, Yogi. What did you think of Yogi Bear, the cartoon? I didn't much. That actually is part of that documentary, just so you know. Is it really? Yeah, he was a bit offended he, by the whole did, thing. I was going to ask, did he ha- He didn't have a role in that, did he at all? No, he was actually offended by it. I didn't know was, that. Was, did you know that? What? Yogi Bear was offended by the cartoon Yogi Bear. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I, I didn't know that. I was not aware of that. Um, did I save today's show? I, I better. So. I better. Yeah, you should probably do that. That'd be bad to forget. I had another. Ba- I had another th- question for you. Yeah. Oh, uh, I can yeah. talk about yeah. Yuzu on yeah. the council. Talk um, about what? Oh. Yuzu. Yeah. Do you? Are you having? Are you, have you been having technical issues with your Yuzu lately? Uh, on occasion, I always have. I mean, ever since day one. Okay. But not. I mean, not outrageous. To the I mean, point where last night, when I was just simply trying to watch the Timberwolves game, I couldn't. It wouldn't go five seconds without. The dots. Mm, I don't. I never, the, I never get the dots. I mean, I get a, it'll freeze. Yeah. And then two seconds later, it'll come back. But it's it's every five. I said I can't. I can't really? watch the game this way. So no, I've never had that. I mean, I have freezes. Yes, where it freezes and to the because I never even do full screen anymore. <clears throat> I always keep it in the condensed screen when it's on the TV in the living room. Got and it. And it keeps the things on the side, you know. Okay. But oofda, it was. But on my laptop, like Ooh. I watched almost all of the World Series on my laptop and never yep. had an issue. But it's like, well, I, I want to watch it on the TV. Yeah. Yeah, that would suck. if. Uh... It's uh, almost, yes, I have had problems. It's past. almost forcing me to go back to doing something. But I don't want it. I don't want Dish. I don't want DirecTV. I've, I've really enjoyed not having to pay that every month. It's been kind of nice. They actually, uh, about a year ago, I was having more issues with freezing. So I sent them an email and they rebooted my thing and it, it worked much better right away. Oh. And it's, it doesn't, um, it, I mean, I can watch a whole game and it won't freeze once, but then I'll watch another game and it'll freeze, you know, five times an hour. And it only happens when it's, you know, like a game I want to watch. Cause I'll just, you know, the boys now know how to turn it on cause they want to watch. Yeah. Whatever football, whatever. Sure. Yeah. And it's always during you know a Vikings game or during yeah. something that I actually want to sit down and pay attention to, and mm-hmm. that's when it happens the most. Hmm. It's yeah. almost like it knows. <laughs> I hate it when I, I've had it happen where say you're at the last thirty seconds of a basketball game or something, oh. and all of a sudden, 
Bloop. Well, that's what happened Sunday when I was trying to watch the end of the Vikings game because it was kind of compelling at the end, right? And I thought it kept free. I'm like, God damn it. I almost went to my neighbor's house. I was getting so pissed. Well, but I still like get it. Get to watch it's... that on regular TV? What do you mean? Well, channel whatever, four. No, if my rabbit ears, when it goes to... Um, oh, you, you know, don't... Got... Okay, you don't have a uh, any kind of service like Mm-mm, whatever. Nothing. Nope. So when I... Because I use mm-hmm. I use rabbit ears to just watch... Like I watch Fox 9 in the morning. Yep. No offense, KSTP. It's just you guys... I don't want to watch Good Morning America. Um, I want to watch local... America. Well, I want to watch local news, right? So right. I, I just... I flip on the nine, and I it doesn't show commercial breaks. It shows like a still shot of you know Theodore Worth Park or something like that. Gotcha. And then when they come back, I watch the news, and then if they have a game on, it goes to like Fox national coverage or something. It'll it it won't show. Huh. And I'm, I'm guessing that's a, yeah. a that's a what do you call it? Um, Jesus. The eagle has landed. God, he comes here, eats, does the show, takes a dump, then he's out of here. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> hey, you got those vanilla nut tap nut taps? <laughs> you haven't seen that yet, have you, John? Uh, I don't think so. I may have seen it at one point because it sounds really familiar. Are you on? Drugs? Where did I see this? I, I got it on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram, but I, I bet it must be on YouTube, don't you think? SNL. Uh, that's fine. SNL Vanilla. <laughs> no, it's Dunkin' Donuts. It's the Dunkin' Donuts ad. And by the way, I am SNL. right. You and Racy are wrong. It's, it is Casey it's, Affleck. It's right on top if you put in SNL Vanilla Nut Tap on YouTube. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's just, okay, I got to John, I didn't get your email. Oh, there it is. Is a Dunkin' Peppermint Dunkachino. With the Dunkin' app, I can order and pay on my smartphone. So my coffee's waiting for me when I walk in. I love Dunkin', guys. What are you talking about? Where else can I get breakfast and the perfect stocking stuffer? You want to talk real customers? Kid, that's me. I'm like the mayor of Dunkin's. This is the face of Dunkin' Donuts right there. Hey, you can't smoke in here, man. I'm not. You're smoking in here. Yeah, I can dive down every day. Grab a Corolla, have an extra large, three parliaments, take a big dump. That's kind of the routine. I'm ready. And the Duncan Rewards app, there's even more reason to celebrate the season. Yo, free coffee. I got the big one. You got a free coffee right there, man. Yeah. A little show and tell, Duncan Nuts. Show that. Just uh, a season for holiday drinks. Like right, never mind that. Hey, interview my buddy Julie for the movie right here. Julie, tell me what your favorite donut is. I don't want to be in there. Come on, pal. It's a movie. Tell me what your favorite. How you like the uh, vanilla nut taps? What? The vanilla nut taps. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 Cut your nose, for God's sake. Cut your nose. Oh, yeah, boy, outside. Best part of my days when I'm at Dunkin'. I think that's sad. Oh, yes, God. Very. <laughs> Real customers know the holidays run on Dunkin'. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I watched it. I can't tell you how many times I've watched it. Oh, good Lord. All right, oh. I gotta run. You want All some right. vanilla nut taps? Dunkin' Dime, get some vanilla nut taps. <laughs> uh, are we done here? All right, see you, Jenny Cake. See you, Rug.
<laughs> That's funny. <sighs> Who wants to come to basketball practice tonight? Nope. Not a chance. Oh, not a chance. The best part is when it's at the, the what do you call it, the community center? Yes. It's always like chaos and it's loud. No thanks. While you're at it, you should also hit Chris Christie with the gag order. Everybody knows he needs to stop eating and save some for the rest of us. He has what's called oh, you didn't even bring up the debate, did you? Beautiful belly, I didn't. I didn't. This gag order is a disgrace. But if it stands, I know a guy who sounds just like an incredibly handsome former president of the United States. And he'll say everything and do everything necessary. Who's this guy, Rook? <coughs> What's his name? Um, Captain Deplorable on YouTube. Captain Deplorable. We will make America great again, whether you like it or not. And the best is yet to come. Believe me. Okay. Thanks, Scotty. All right, what's this number here? Captain Deplorable. Yeah. About that. About that. Okay, I think we're taking Dill out to lunch today as an after-birthday lunch because we nice. didn't take him out on his birthday. Where are we going? Uh, it's up to him, kind of. Actually, we told Got him it. he can pick and tell him to out. get the lasagna from what's the place you used to advertise? Mancetti's. Mancetti's. Yeah, we actually just had uh, stuff from there last week, so Ooh, they got <laughs> I don't good want, I don't want to go lasagna. Yeah, they got good food. Good food. He screwed up the order last week, so I sent him a text. Oh. They said, hey, we're mad, okay? And I think he thought I was serious. He, he sent me a note apologizing. Said, Not a big deal. Food was great. Did he order the vanilla nut taps? Hey. <laughs> Dill wanted cheese bread, and it was just plain garlic bread. I do hate when orders get screwed up, though. That I do, matter. too. Yeah, it's 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 annoying. Especially if it's something simple. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see it if you got a you know six meal order that you got to get out in fifteen minutes. But ah, uh, what do we got here? Okay. Uh, well, okay. town council, it's been real. Council. Goodbye.